live from Cool Boys Central. The boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. We'll be ice cold. Here come the Cool Boys. Just the young boy. <gasps> so cool. So cool. So cool. Ice Cool Boys. Greetings, Cool Boy Nation. Welcome to another installment of the Cool Boys oh. podcast. Oh wow! What you say? Wow! I'm just doing. I'm just yeah. I'm just doing my classic ballad underneath noises. You know what they say? Stuff it. I'm Walder Felk, <laughs> horrible character, Walder Frey. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Ballad of Tarth. You got the fuckable character. Oh, so cool! I have to say, oh now, huh? <laughs> yeah, you're uh We don't we don't I, I didn't used to say uh we had a guy for that. Well, cool boys, I don't think we can get any more introductory than that. Time to move on to our cool boys show topic is what I always like to say. <laughs> Yay! Report preliminary findings. Not worried about her. She doesn't keep coming today. Cool boy nation. Pop your cocks and drop your tongues. It might be interesting and important for you to know. It's time for our cool boy show topic. Hey, I like that. Spoilers. So cool. All right, this is going to be a fast episode. Yeah, I know. So we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get down to 30 minutes. Whatever. Dude, I, I'm fine. I'm finding this one's quick. The fastest and the easiest Game of Thrones fucking spoiler cast out there. You needed you needed 90 full minutes for fucking discussing uh, the bigger Luke theory. But when it's time to discuss all seven, 80 episodes of Game of Thrones, however many, like 70 something, 70 know. something yeah. episodes of Game of Thrones. Something. 30 minutes is enough. Not enough. No, it's 83. more than enough. Isn't it 83. I don't. I don't. I. I do not remember the episode. Count. Wait. If you look at my TV behind me, you see I am up to the wolf and the lion on my rewatch because I'm doing a full rewatch, and I'll sprinkle in some Chernobyl in there. Uh, maybe what else is on fucking HBO? I don't know. Just just whatever I need to watch on HBO. Then I cancel HBO forever. Forever? You're not gonna watch his dark materials? No. The fucking polar bears with who wear helmets. I can oh watch God. the fucking movie for that. The movie's horrible. The movie's though. barely watchable. I, I think oh, I got 26 minutes. Oh, barely Barely. Uh, uh, Wasn't the polar bear like voiced by Ian McKellen? Uh, our, uh, uh, Ian McShane, I think. Maybe I th- both. I think I, I'm pretty sure Ian McKellen voiced, voiced a polar bear. And I think, I think Ian McShane voiced the other polar bear. That's... Sounds look fine. it up. Right, look it up, Phil. Look it up. Look right. it up. Let's, What's the name we of the have movie? to find out. Oh, yeah, the golden compass. Do we have an Ian Mick off? An Ian Mick off? Mick G, you have something to say about this? It's gonna be tough to know who's a polar bear by the screen name. Yeah, Ian McKellen voiced uh Eric Byronson. Of course. And uh Ian McShane vo- as as Ragnar Sturluson. Oh yeah. Uh, it just says they're both voice uh characters i don't know if they're both polar bears oh they're both polar bears all right kathy bates ursa major voices a jackrabbit demon which are spelled damon yes it's a it is pronounced demon it is spelled damon and it is a creature 
that attaches itself to you and protects you at all costs and is one with you. And my wife has one. It's our uh, little dog, Bailey, our corgi. She is my wife's demon. Okay. Well, so you say that, but I I, I don't want to talk about Golden Compass, but I, I do now have to ask that you said that. What What is the difference between just having a pet, which is what you're describing as a corgi, and, and a daemon? I don't like... Well... I have two corgis. Oh, they can like talk. Pet. They can talk. Your, do- your dogs can't talk yet. What, uh, yes, Bailey can definitely talk. And Baldwin, the other corgi, cannot talk. Now, Baldwin is a dog. Baldwin is a pet. Bailey is much more. Bailey is connected. Bailey has soulful eyes. You look at her. She talks. She understands commands like almost on like the second or third attempt. She learned moonwalk by her third try of doing it. Like literally, I have it on like film i put it on like youtube or whatever um it's she is just like one of those kind of dogs you met bailey felk i mean you're describing you're describing a well-trained dog though you're not describing Uh, a supernatural here's the thing when my wife was pregnant bailey knew every time first in fact i knew something was up the second time because of the way bailey was acting and i remembered it being the same way she was acting the first yeah, I don't, I don't, that's one thing I don't like about animals. Like cats can cats like smell cancer and shit like that. It's like, that's crazy, right? Hey, let us know, you know? Oh, my favorite part about cats is they'll eat you when you die. I mean, any, any animal will eat you if you're, if it gets hungry enough. Cats, especially. Well, yeah, but cats, the thing that freaks me out about cats is they go for eyes and tongues first. Yes. And fingers and toesies. Yeah. What are we talking about tonight? Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones, it's over. It is over. And Cool Boy Nation, by the way, we did an extensive episode back episode 30, A Game of Cool Boys. Horrible title. Great episode with our special guest star, Cool Boy Steve Felk's favorite. We call him an FF. And we had lots of CBAs, Cool Boy Antics, that entire episode. You make it sound like I hate Steve. I I, I don't hate Steve. I did not say that. I said he's your favorite. I felt favorite. Oh, yeah. you said it's certainly favorite. <laughs> you said the most sarcastic way possible. It's a felt favorite. It's a cool fact. Hmm. Sarcasm can be difficult for me. I, you were, do you remember the first time you found out what, about sarcasm? I can tell you. I can tell you. It was when I was a It was kid. worse than the first time you showed me your dick. That's don't get us off topic here. I have showed you some dick, but not all of it. Uh, no, it was. Remember, about- when, remember when Nolan showed us most of his dick and he pretends like he only showed us like a little bit of his dick, but he like showed us his whole dick. That was like it was like two thirds. <laughs> He's pretending it was 10 percent. I saw full head. No, I need to talk about the sarcasm thing. It was uh, back to the future when I was a little little baby boy, Felk. And, and and Marty sees the car he needs to go on the Fuck date. You it is a baby boy Ballard, and, and it, it's 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 crashed because Biff borrowed it. And he goes, "Great, just great." And I knew what "great" meant. I'm like, "Why? Why is he saying great? It's bad." And and I was told about this thing called sarcasm. Oh, and ever since I, I associate sarcasm with Marty McFly and Parkinson's. All right. So Felk, we should we hey we should actually we should wait we all this is staying in no no wait no no Felk come in on laughing we should both just start laughing no that way it's always better coming in on laughing wait wait no no countdown three two one that's too funny well we should get back to what we're here for Game of Thrones. So after Cool Boy Nation, you've caught up with episode 30 
a game of cool boys. You can come to this episode and figure out what happened since season seven on tonight. You know, there's actually a fair amount of predictions in that episode. And had I cared more, I would have listened to that episode. Yeah, I haven't listened to it either. <laughs> and, and seen been like, oh, do we predict this right? Do we predict that right? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't remember what he said. I don't know. I, I know. I know. I talked a lot about uh, my theory about like the mechanics of what type and size of planet Game of Thrones takes place on, and maybe how it's really a moon, and that wasn't addressed <laughs> at all. Uh, nor was the uh, notion that dragons are from another planet or perhaps another moon. Uh, none of that was addressed. Nope. Uh, Bran became king. Spoilers. I did not see that. I did not see that coming. Spoilers for I'll put spoilers. Spoilers for Game of Thrones. All of it. I don't know what All we're gonna talk it. about. We're not gonna talk about every episode. This is we need structure for this. I liked it when I liked it when the the dead dragon's fire was blue instead of yellow and orange like normal fire um, blue flames have h higher oxygen content usually. Right. And uh, that doesn't really make sense <laughs> other than it looked cool. And ice, ice fire. It was, it was, was it, but it burned. It wasn't cold or was it ice, ice fire too cold, too hot. What did you think about game of Thrones? Did you like mad Danny? <coughs> Crazy Matt Damon? Dan no, uh, Mad Danny. <laughs> oh, Mad Damon. <laughs> did you Matt like him, Matt Damon's cameo in Game of well, Thrones? Well, you do know that everyone did think that the season one opener, the uh, cold open of Game of Thrones, is is Matt Damon. Yeah, there's a dude who looks like Matt Damon. There's a guy who looks like him. Yeah. I don't not. remember who. I just watched, I, I, like I said, I'm up to like episode six. Well, let's start watched. there, actually, Felk. Let's start at season one. Let's do a like it, love it, gotta have it of seasons one through seven. And, and then we're done. Eight. And then we're done. <laughs> no, we'll get into eight. We'll get into eight. Right. So season one, like it, love it, gotta have it. I uh, gotta have it. Yeah, gotta have it. Absolutely. It was amazing. It was something that I tuned in onto, um, like, without really knowing what it was, just being excited about it being a fantasy show that was R-rated on HBO. I did not follow the books. I am not a book reader. I have never read any of the books. And I was blown away. And I was blown away by the tw the, the plot twists, especially of um, Eddard being his fucking having his head cut off, being executed. And uh, Daenerys actually, you know, being the mother of dragons and legitimately there being dragons. This is this, um, or, okay. a, a lot of supporting characters were killed. And that was a really fucking amazing season. And it like set up the stakes that the show was going to be different. Yes. Uh, I watched. I should establish. I uh, I streamed all of uh, season one after it had aired, and after uh, I just, I think it was uh, Sean Bean getting in that bar fight, where I was like, oh yeah, that show. <laughs> Maybe the show's cool. Really? And uh, I watched. Yeah, my 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 roommate at the time, Cool Boy Corey, had watched each episode of season one as they aired because he really liked Sean Bean. Huge fan of his character from Clear and Present Danger, I guess. Uh, and uh, I asked him questions about it because I was like, oh, I'm, I might just stream it because I had some days off. And uh, he thought it took place in, like, England. 
<laughs> like, wait, did you talk about this in episode 30? He didn't, he didn't think that he, I asked him like, was it a fictional world or is it like real history? And it's like, I think it's fictionalized, but in the real world. Wow. And, then, and then like, like much later he's like, oh wait, there's dragon eggs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's like the only season you could probably make that mistake with. Yeah. Cause in the second season, yeah, there's actual dragons. And it's like, yeah, very fantasy oriented from that point on. Yeah, with I witches. Guess. Even season two starts with witches and whatnot, right? It is. It is starkly weird to go back to season one after season eight and just like it's very. It's so much cheaper. It's very set bound. Green screens aren't even like done particularly well. It, you know what's even weirder, Felk? I think actually is when you go from season one to season two. How weird season two feels. It's a season different show. Two, season one's a different show. It's got a different. Season main one character. is a different show for sure. It had different like shots. I mean, John has. A uh, brown, uh, a wolf fur on his black coat, marching beyond the wall, mm. and then the next time we see him, already beyond the wall in season two, it's all dyed black. Like, cause it's just like they they were figuring things out. But they were definitely figuring still. things out in the first season. But season two is not a good season, and it is very awkward. Yeah, it is. And it feels when you're watching the show back, having seen like say most of the show up to seasons eight. And then, like, you know, rewatch seasons one through seven, like I just did. Like, I just rewatched the whole series before season eight aired. And you get to season two, you're just like, whoa, this feels awkward. Yeah. And the whole season does feel awkward. And then season three feels like, okay, we're, we're we've righted the ship again. Yeah, season two is, is, is uh, I'm not even looking forward to it on my Game of Thrones final watch and done uh, marathon because uh, it's, it's, it's everything with Danny losing her dragons for the entire season and looking for them and whining about them it's it's it, it just ends with her getting her dragons back and she gets ships uh i don't remember much of what happens in season two i remember i think aria's like walks all season or something from one point to, to another there's the, season two is the walking season it's the fucking lord of the rings movies it's every everybody's going to a destination and it takes them seven episodes to get there it, it yeah i see what you're saying yes it is a lot like that um Arya's not necessarily walking. I think she's like... That might be season three. I don't even remember. She's riding with the Night's Watch and stuff like that. And yeah, they, like I mean, a lot of characters are journeying around. Um, I, I say season two for me is a like it. It is not the best of the best. It's, it's definitely not my favorite. I'll give it a love it. Love it, really? Well, season two is where I realized how dense the world is. And season two is also when I started reading the books. And I, I read books one, two, and then I attempted to read book three before season three started and uh, didn't care for it as much because I I'll tell like, you what, as, as a rewatch felt season two is better. Okay. It's well, like when you, when you watch it on. live, it's not the best season three. I say you gotta have it. Uh, I will also give it a gotta have it, have it season three's low part. Low point is uh, well, I mean, it's almost the entire season of Theon getting tortured and all those scenes are uh, just, ugh. Uh, yeah, they're unpleasant mm -hmm. and and but the Red Wedding's fun. Like w w once you've accepted the fact that those characters really didn't have anything more to do, uh, it, it's just it, it was it was funny that it was so shocking to people, uh, even though the book came out in like 99 or something. Yeah, it, season three has it introduces dragons actually being used as weapons 
that they actually finally do something like significant. They did at the end of season two, technically. They burned one guy. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm one guy. Yeah, I mean, a candle can do that too. Uh, season three, Ow! they're 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 actually flying in torch on the city, and uh, it is kind of dumb when you look back on what happens that Danny buys an army with dragons, then says, "Dragon, come back." And then yeah. sa- and then says army I just bought with the dragons kill all the people I just bought you from it's like it really can you just buy an army like is yeah. it that easy well in Essos or whatever it's called or Essos yeah no in like re- in reality I don't think oh, you this is not reality you got to separate well that's the thing is that the Game of Thrones like its whole thing was it's it's fantasy shit. But it's in a real world. I don't think that guy planned on selling every single Unsullied. Like, that was weird to him that she wanted them all, right? I mean, like, like he didn't want to do that. He wanted to sell her, like, a small fraction of his army. He had a whole army here to sell. He sold them off as, like, your own secret service, I guess. Or, you know what I mean? Like, your own, you yeah. know, boys to follow around with you. Well, they tried to, even, like, Jorah is like, you know, like, oh, one dragon's worth more, way more than 8,000 soldiers and we know that to be the fact after season eight for sure all right well season three has yes the red wedding and that's just the biggest fuck you moment there is if i'm not mistaken isn't that the episode that also has the or the season has the wall climb yes uh i like the speech that little finger uh gives at the end of that i i I still kind of feel it as a a personal mantra or mantra uh and that uh you know like all these villains like the joker is he's the bad guy, but he, when he's selling chaos, he does a really good job of it. And Littlefinger's speech is also about chaos. Chaos is uh, yeah, a chaos is in a pit. It's a ladder, uh, and it's just like, how come good guys don't use chaos? Well, if you kind of think about it, Brand did. And if I and if I use chaos, can I not be a good guy? Uh, I think Brand may have used chaos in the end. If you think about it, we can get to that later. But like, um, I really, I, I love that speech, Felk. He does repeat that line. To back to, to Baelish and like season seven. I yeah. love I love that 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 speech. Yeah, I also like uh, Rose Leslie as a little fire crotch uh, wildling. She was uh, that's her name, right? Yeah, her name's Rose Leslie. And I forget, uh, her, um, Mrs. Kit but, Harrington. But I don't think you see her bush in it. Though. No, no. But I mean, you have to assume. Yeah, oh, for sure. Of course. Yes, I can. Yes. My mind can go there. Yes. So moving on, season four. Uh, also, gotta have it. I love season four, and uh, I love it uh, for everything. But that penultimate episode of uh, Watchers on the Wall, or whatever it was called, Battle of the Wall. Yeah. I forget it was called. Oh my god, amazing episode. I, I, Again, I, so Neil Marshall. I'm a big fan of uh, yeah. Neil Marshall is is uh, I think uh, an excellent director. I'm sorry uh, about what happened to you, Neil Marshall, with the uh, Hellboy situation, uh, but. Obviously, he's good. He's like he seems to like just doing big, big episodes of TV shows. Yeah, and, and Battle of Blackwater. Even though season two was not necessarily my favorite, um, that was a great episode. You saw the movie that got him that right? It's called Centurion with Michael Fassbender. Yes, I've seen it. Yeah, it's great. I, I think. I like it's, it. I, I, oh, I think Centurion's awesome, and yeah. uh, I, like that proved concept of like how you do this on a budget. Like they brought him in because like how do you do these kind of things on on this type of budget? And he knew how. You can't bring in a Michael Bay. I love Neil Marshall. Um, Dog Soldiers is fantastic. Dog Soldiers is fun, uh, but um, Doomsday yeah, is great. My my issue with Doomsday is yeah, Doomsday is a, a hell of a, a weird movie. Uh, and uh, um, I'm sure people will laugh at this, but I think The Descent is a masterpiece. I do too. I love The Descent. I think I didn't. I get you on The Descent. 
You might have. And uh, my wife loves it, and it's one of her favorite horror films to never want to watch again. Yeah. Well, don't watch The Descent 2. Um, but. I uh, have seen it. It's horrible. It's horrible. Uh, the Watchers on the Wall, my only problem with it is that at that point, we had already fucking been well established that the wildlings are just people who got fucked by being on the wrong side when the wall went no, off. No, 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 that's not, that's not necessarily what makes them so scary. It's just that they're people. The Thens are not just people. Well, the Thens are, are, are cannibals, right? Yeah. And they're scary as fuck. I mean, yeah, they are, they're an additional evil force. When you mix them in with your band of good, quote unquote, good character wildlings that are going to go against the, you know, the night's watch, the Thens are what's like the evil army, the evil force that you're going to root for to everyone to kill. I think my problem was that I just didn't, I didn't really care if they won or lost either side. Oh my God. I was, con- I was concerned with everyone's uh, risk in that, in that battle. I mean, I was like, was Sam going to get all taken out? You know, is, is Gilly going to get taken out with the baby? Is, is, is John going to get taken out by, you know, oh boy, by Rose? I, is I Rose going to take out Kit? I, I didn't know. I am not going to look, I am not looking forward to, uh, Gilly. I, I, I'm, I'm not looking forward to Gilly. To, have Gilly. to, to go through, go through all the Gilly episodes again. Gilly's not bad, honestly. No, she's not bad. Her, it, it, it's just boring. Like Gilly is just a boring plot. See, I think when you rewatch it in binge mode, it's a different show. It is. And and it's not like you don't you don't you don't hanker so much over those moments. Yes, when you're watching things episodically, it is different and it has different weight when you watch an episode and you know you have to wait a week, then you're like every minute is real state that you want used and used properly. And, and to its fullest potential, and that isn't always the case, but when you watch it back in binge, it's like, oh, all right, I actually don't mind these stories, like these stories that I did not care for or I thought were like, oh, where's this going? I actually liked them more. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's, there's, it, it definitely feels like season four had a lot of filler. I don't really remember the episodes other than Watchers on the Wall in season four. That's a lot. There's a lot of Bran, right? Bran doing his above the north, above the wall thing. I think so because then he's like gone for a whole season, which he's is gone like for next season, season. Yeah, he's gone for season five. I don't remember season. what happens in season four that much. I don't remember what Danny does. I don't remember what anyone really does in season four. I, I Danny, remember Danny's gets a slaver's base. Danny's all slaver's bay at that point. Yeah, but like, what, what's what's the progress? She has it at the beginning of the season. She's moved from like whatever. There's the three different cities. You know, she's moved from one to the next. I think season three is mostly her dealing with the first city, and then seasons four and five are like the second cities. Yeah, well, no, season three is the one that ends with her, a single white female getting praised by all these fucking brown right, people yes. that everyone. Oh, and yeah. then and, and then it's like she takes over her city and then it's like she has to run away from like the Sons of the Harpy. And then she comes back and takes over two seasons uh, after a season later. Takes oh, over yeah. Two sons, cities. Of the, sons of the fucking Harpy. Because she has to go and deal with the uh, Dothraki for a bit. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Season five. So season five, I, I, and this is a love it. And it's because the show is now expanding itself. Um, we're seeing the show kind of fill its uh, fill its ranks in more, and I just I'm I'm fully throttled in, I'm fully bonered in, and I I can't wait, and I'm coming. Season five has uh, I'm gonna say the best episode of the entire series, Hard Home. What episode? Hard Home. Hard Home is absolutely one of the best episodes of the whole series. Is it it's the because best? Because it has that moment. I think it's the best. You think it's the best? The best, yes. Do you not? I, 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 I it might be a tie for the best for me, and I'll, and uh, I think that that my my favorite might be an episode 
and season six. We can get there. But um, mm-hmm. Hard Home for me is great because it's back and forth. You're bouncing around like all the different narratives, you know, as yeah. you do through a normal Game of Thrones episode. But you get to John, and then there's a point where you're like, hey, hasn't this run on a little long? Gotcha. And then and then it's like, oh, wait, there's a, a big old storm coming. Okay, we're going to cut now. And it's like, oh, wait, the storm is here, and now it's dead people. Okay, we're going to cut now. Yeah, it's and then the it, dead it goes people bottle hop over the... For, for thir- like thir- the last 30 minutes. I just right, it was amazing. Bit. It was incredible. More importantly, which episode one, is it? Which episode is it? It's episode eight. Exactly. They trained you to think the big episodes were episodes nine. Yeah, the penultimate. But nine and ten are kind of boring of that season, as I recall. Arya gets on the uh, ship. I, I, I actually uh, like those. But um, my favorite thing about Hard Home is you're introduced to 1-1. One, one. Uh, you love 1-1. One, one. I don't know why. I love 1-1. One, one. And when he's not a character. They yell for 1-1 one, one and they say 1-1 one, one to the sea or whatever. And he's just charging behind them carrying a burning fucking log. And there's all these fucking like whites on his back stabbing at him and shit. And he's just taking it and he's just whacking others. It's an amazing shot. It's beautiful. I love it. It's my favorite character. And it broke my heart when he died in the following season. Season six. Yeah. I have to say season six. Gotta have it. Yeah, remind me what the overall plots of season six are. I thought season I remember, but when I think back, like I, re- I remember the characters and their backstories, but I don't remember what happens the majority of season six. That, that's so I know Arya's training, like, right? Arya's Arya's yeah. getting spy skills. Arya's doing that, and Sansa's moved around from like you know uh, uh, from the house of Aaron, you know, up in the uh, what do you call it? That fucking giant. Now, season six is where they kill Bruce Bolton, right? Or is that season? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So no, that's Ramsey. Okay. Ramsey. So the parts of season six I really, I really love and and gotta have the most is the episode nine of season six, Battle of the Bastards. Okay. Yeah. That's the all that that led up to it with Roose being taken out by Ramsey. Um, I do love all the other shit, of course, with Sansa and Arya. But like for me, Battle of the Bastards and um, I would say Hard Home are my two favorite episodes of the whole show. Hmm. I really love those episodes, and and I thought Battle of the Bastards was. Just absolutely breathtaking, and I and I no pun intended, especially when we're watching the suffocation moments when you're seeing him like just buried under soldiers, dead soldiers, living soldiers, fucking wounded soldiers. It's insane, and John is like dying. His lungs are being, you know, fucking are collapsing under the weight, and you feel it as an audience member. And I never re- realized that aspect of medieval battles. Weirdly, that is a medieval battle with nothing supernatural in it. I don't even other than a giant. Other than the giant and the, I guess there's a dire wolf there too. Um, well, the dire wolf's not in the show, but it was apparently in the book, or it's going to be in the book. I don't know how that works. No, I forgot there was a giant there. Okay, well, uh, I guess that's that does. The, that's the battle. One one dies. He dies in that battle. That's how one one dies. Okay. Then yeah. so, so the, my, wait, the zombie giant is not one one then. I don't think it's clear, but if you really kind of thought of it out, like, if yeah, he died in the, if he, yeah, be. if he died in Winterfell, then no. Yeah, they probably burned him, right? I, I, you only turn if you're, you died north of the wall. No, I, they, they raised the people in the Battle of Winterfell. Remember that's that? After the, that's his. after the magic protection of the wall has been broken. The, as long as the wall is up, that shit only works north of the wall. So as we're going to get into season eight, this is maybe some of what we're going to discuss is that I just there's parts of it that are like, what is the show set up and what are book readers know? The ability, the, the whole thing. This is just me observing the mechanics from the show. 
But to what we were talking about, uh, the the whole thing where if you die and aren't bird, you come back as a white W I G H T, um, not white person. Uh, it, it is is like that emanates from the Night King's power, or at least the White Walker's power, and that emanation doesn't go past the 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 wall because the wall is built by magic, not by mechanics. But isn't it in season one where they bring whites back from uh, on the other side of the wall and they like check them out and then one turns alive and like almost kills Mormont and that's John? not north of the wall. That's at Castle Black, which I th- think still counts as, as as the north. And also, I think the whites can go south of the wall. They just they won't be you if you die. You won't become a white south of the wall. Wait, but they captured a white yeah. on the other side of the wall before the white before the wall got torn down. Yeah, and brought it to Cersei, and it's still alive. It's it was, but it was turned in the north. Oh, it was turned in the north and then brought down to the south. That's okay. okay. I'm saying that if you die in the south, you don't come back as a zombie. Otherwise, this this zombie thing would be a huge problem throughout the show. It'd be the fucking Walking Dead. <laughs> true very yeah. true well it kind of was that's one of the things i loved about it was early on you're like oh like i think that's how season two ends right with sam essentially hiding um from the giant army as it approaches the hand yeah. of the, uh, the first men or whatever you see a white walker in the very first scene of the first episode you see a white which is just as a regular zombie uh in a later episode in season one which i'm looking forward to and then you don't see one again until season the end of season two yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That that's fucking bold, I guess. Uh, just to call it that, but like, th- this is not a zombie show. It just happened to be a show where the main threat was in the background, growing. Yeah, true. Um, so getting to that zombie threat growing in the background, season seven, we hit it full on with like some major episodes near the end of the series or near the end of the season. Excuse me. Um, I love season seven. Love it. I gotta love it. Uh, I'm gonna give that the middle one, which is like it. No, no, love it. Yeah, love it. Now I gotta have it. I give it. Because I honestly it. felt I honestly don't hate anything. I have no. I don't hate a single episode of Game of Thrones. Me neither. I don't. I don't. I, I don't hate any of it. I. I absolutely do think. So I, I, let's just go through it. Seasons uh, one through five are based on the five published books, and they stretch that out to. Season five, season five. The last thing that happens in the last book that's published is Jon Snow being killed by the other guys in the White in the Night's Watch. Which that's ha- my understanding. Which, right? which yeah. in season five, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, so season six begins with Jon being woken up by Missandei, or no, Melisandre. Uh, George R. R. Martin has the mo- the most recent book, I think, called "When the Winds of Winter," is pretty much done. And ready to publish any day now. And and that that's what and I'm sure David Benioff and DB Weiss have a copy of that. They have they have the they have the cliff notes. That's Daniel. Where, that's where uh is that what DB stands for? Well the D in DB is Daniel. Uh oh, that's because why they're Dan and Dan. Um or David, da- and, David Daniel. and Daniel. Whatever the fucking names are. They're billionaires. Who cares? They're anymore. making the new Star Wars fuck movies. Off. Fuck off, Disney. You don't get to have everything. Um, what was my point? They had they had the general outline of what one more book would, and and they ran out of that book clearly making season seven, uh, and and the quality 
people say the quality drops, but really season seven is just like people start being able to like teleport. Like they, they leave for Winterfell from King's Landing and then they're fucking in King's Landing the next day. Uh, whereas that used to take seven episodes. There's no more. There's way less filler. It feels like they're just going through the meat of it. Uh, season six has like the hold the door shit where we find out um, that Bran accidentally made uh, a little boy named Hodor retarded through time travel love it that's a beautiful uh, moment that's that's direct from george rr R. martin like that, that like nothing in season eight really or, or the latter portions of season seven really uh really come to that level of quality and, and when they ran out of george rr R. martin I, I thought you could tell that their dialogue didn't quite have the gravity because the dialogue is almost straight almost always straight from the book Sometimes they repurpose it. Sometimes they take omniscient you know, narrator stuff. It's not, no, it's not omniscient. It's all told from like first person and it switches character perspectives. But like they give background through dialogue that they used to just put like tits on screen so you'd be interested. And, oh, I love uh, that. They ran out of any kind of exposition to do like w- once they ran out of the books and it's, it's noticeable and there's less world building. But that's fine. Um, it is noticeable. It is. It is. And especially, like I said, binge mode. Absolutely. It's even more noticeable this time around. Season six had like stuff from the published books that carried over because Euron Greyjoy doesn't appear. I think I think until six season six. And uh, in the books, he's really popular because he's like a warlock and fucking crazy. But they the the TV show just made him into a, a, a fucking goth pirate. And I never understood why the show thought that character was good or interesting. Yeah, well, getting into season eight, I mean, he isn't. And, he still, <laughs> and, and then he doesn't do anything cool. And then, I mean, I guess he does something cool that just doesn't, it feels forced upon his character to do. And then he just kind of stays, hangs out a little bit and then dies, honestly. Um, so season eight, let's get into season eight. Season yep. seven, I love season seven. Um, I did start seeing, I guess, cracks in the wall. No pun intended. Actually, pun intended. But I, I really just, I, I didn't care. I still love the show, and I was like, yeah, I get it. It seems weird. They're flying real fast around and zippity doodah, and boy, Gendry can run real fast. It's a crow flies, and then Daenerys and and Drogon, and you know, and like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, it, it's it's forced, but it's just like still narratively, I had fun. And I was enjoying it, and I didn't really care. I didn't get wrapped up into it. It wasn't until, you know, after the episode aired and you looked up shit online and people were like, oh, my God, the physics, the the, the distance. And you're just like, and you're like, you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah, you're right. I looked it up once because I was just like, how how far is Winterfell from the wall? How far is Winterfell from King's Landing and so forth? Yeah, it's it's all pretty accurate. I think the uh, Winterfell to the wall is like here to, here to Vegas. And uh, if you think about it, like how long it would take to get there on horseback. It'd be days. But then if you got a dragon flight, yeah. there, flight, there's like 40, 55 minutes. So first season, like it makes it seem like um, Robert took like a month to get home from Winterfell to King's Landing. And yeah. you just assume he fucked around a lot and hunted and shit. Right. Yeah. They stay and they, they go on vacation and stuff from the trip. It seems like though Braun and others, when they're traveling back and forth, it like it's about a two week period. Sometimes it seems like it's a, it's a two or three day period. See, okay, yeah, and there's points where like Dragonstone and like where it's based around people are like people are just zip zapping around Dragonstone. And I mean, Dragonstone essentially is an island that moves. 
you know, based for the plot's needs. And then, like, that's how, that's where it's placed in the ocean. Like, because, I mean, people, like, get there too fast from King's Landing, apparently. People get there too fast from Beyond the Wall, apparently. So, whatever. But that being said, um, moving into season eight, again, it's I'm sure it's full of fucking shit and cracks and horrible moments. However, this is the season that had actually three major fuck-ups in a row, episodes... Uh, uh, you're talking what, about the Starbucks. It doesn't matter which episode. You're talking about the Starbucks cup and the water bottles. Yeah, seven, six, and five. So five was the Starbucks cup. Yeah. Uh, f- uh six was Seekers. Jamie's hand is no longer the golden hand. It was just normal fucking Nicholas Coster. Uh, yeah. Also, Vol- also one of the like uh, featured extras is wearing sneakers. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. And then, yeah, and then and then the final episode, it's like Sam has a water bottle clearly behind his chair. So, so does Edmure Ed Tully. Uh, there's actually two two <laughs> actors both had in different shots had water bottles. It must have been hot where they were filming, but, like, uh, it's just, like, one of those things you're like, no one caught this in post and, like, just mapped him out real quick? Like, nothing in post? Yeah. Ah, wow. The show was done, it was, it was done fast. Let's just let's just get to the the big episodes, really, because the first. Well, one's here's just... season eight. Well, look, we're in season eight, right? So, yeah. right, like it, this. love it, gotta have it. Love it. No, like it. I'm gonna like it. I love it. I love it. Just like season seven, same thing. Okay, let's 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 go through the list of things that people are mad about. Okay. I I did not have a problem with Mad Danny. I called that, I believe, around season uh, five. It was nice. whenever she's uh, maybe even two, but like I I always thought that that was a possibility. Yeah, I don't know if I called anything really, to be honest. Yeah, I just I'd have to go back to listen to episode thirty to even see what I posited on that show, but um, I don't care. I don't think I mi- I think I missed everything, or if I, anything, I guess I think I was wrong. Well, she does burn people alive in like season seven, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, you know what I did guess? I guessed um, I guessed uh, that it would all end in modern day Manhattan, and it would be an old uh, some old homeless guy with a sign that said like. Winter is coming, coming. Yeah, and then like happen. a rich couple would walk by and be like, "Oh, it's starting to snow early this year." And as a snowflake falls, yeah, none of that happened. There wasn't a big, re- there wasn't a big. Uh, oh my God, the world was actually a blank. It's it's just, um, they did something I thought they would do was which is uh, pull the uh, kind of Breaking Bad route of of having the big episode, three episodes before the final episode. I guess I guess. The Breaking Bad episodes, is two. Technically. Well, the Breaking Bad is two, but uh, you know, Ozymandias was the real finale, and and uh, the long. Night. Thank you, Ryan Johnson, by the way, for a wonderful episode. Yeah, just don't let him write scripts. Ryan Johnson did. Ryan Johnson's not a bad director. Just don't didn't let he, him write. I, th- I thought he helped. I he, thought he helped with that that episode. He directed it. He did not write the episode. I thought he helped with the writing. I thought he also helped with the writing for Fly. I don't. Th- I don't believe so. But if he did, again. He needs a supervisor. Someone to someone to Well, he did. Kathleen Vince. Kennedy? No, oh, Vince. Yeah, well, Kathleen Kennedy fucked up. <laughs> Just do whatever. Vince, Just do Vince whatever. Is, Vince Vince is an incredible fucking writer, clearly. He's like, hey, he's like, uh, Ryan's like, oh, hey, Kathleen, you know, I, I didn't. What if I just killed Snoke and turned out he was like nobody? And Kathleen's like, like, who's Snoke? What? No, get, no. Get, get no. the fuck out of here, nerd. Go make the Felk, movie. Felk, you missed the sound effect. It would have been more like this. What? Who's, Felk, who's Snoke? <laughs> Why does Kathleen Kennedy have a Coke problem, though? <laughs> is that a thing? Is that, is that a thing? I'm not, no. I, I, what, no. I just was clearing my own nose. Oh, is that her and Carrie? 
just doing coke. Two old, <laughs> two 68-year-old women doing coke together. Uh, Look at us. We're just two 68-year-old women doing coke together. Uh, so, yeah, the big episode was the uh, the, the White Walker attack, which I, I was excited about because I always thought it was going to be dumb because you got three fucking, like, Danny has, like, three F-16s, uh, and, and the uh, White Walkers are all vulnerable to fire. So it seemed like a pretty fucking one-sided uh yeah, but uh, it wasn't three F-16s or F-18s technically because you were thinking about fighter attacker, right? So you want your your air support and your air-to-ground support. But um, So you want the Hornet. But the point is, Felk, it was two on one, and I did think I called that part. I think I said like – You, you called you know, Ice the, Dragon? I think I called – no. I think I called um, uh, the, in our episode, our, 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 our spoiler cast spot, podcast episode, Game of Thrones, I think I called that like – Essentially, the whole Night's King or King, King, Night, Night King would be over by the end of like episode two or three, and like it would just be like figuring out Cersei for the rest of the season. That's what it was. Yeah, the the Night King. They got rid of the the big big threat of the uh, series. I have a problem with the fucking White Walkers. The show. The whole the whole point of the show is, you know, everybody's a moral gray. Nobody's pure. Ned Stark's the most pure guy in the world, but the first time we see him, he's fucking cutting a guy's head off for running because the guy ran away from a monster. You know, no, no, because the guy broke his vows. He broke his vows, but he was scared because he saw a White Walker, which everyone, which when he agreed to go the the wall, probably everyone thought was a fucking uh, fairy tale. So uh, everybody's morally gray. Slightly believed him. Good and evil, or or just shades. Fucking even if the character is pushing a kid out of a fucking tower to kill him he might end up being a good guy kind of the things Uh, you do for love everything's gray but there's fucking ice zombies and they're evil and they're just pure evil nothing good about them all bad they're they're fucking sauron they're fucking the bad guy but it's like is that that's like lord of the rings star wars level of morality in a show that's a morality play about how there is no concrete morality i thought for the fucking longest time that there was going to be some fucking twist that made the white walkers like relevant not good or relevant certainly but i I thought like morally not corrupt because we never see what the white walkers are doing when they're not fucking planning their goddamn invasion of the the south like what you happens? You also don't understand their invasion. Let's say they won. Let's say let's say the 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 that king won. What is everyone killing Bran? What what? What is winning for him though? Killing Bran? I think te- well, killing Bran and taking over pretty much all of Westeros, like taking over King's Landing. What happens then? Like what do they? What do the zombies do once they fucking have everything? We never see them not killing. Like I thought the whole th- twist was going to be that the they take up day jobs. The characters exactly. They they raise families. They fucking yeah. They create art. They make yeah. movies. They yep. And, and maybe some us evolved into That's human the twist. beings. That's They're the twist. us. We're the zombies. I, I kind of I thought the coolest ending for the show. This is my personal fucking fan fiction. I almost said gay fan fiction, but you know what? Nolan's not here, so I don't have to make him laugh anymore by saying giving things gay. Uh, don't worry about Don't worry about it. We don't do Nolan episodes anymore. Uh, Great. Were you gay enough that episode? Anyways, I thought the ending might be the characters who survived, the relevant characters who want to have a happy ending sort of go to Essos or maybe just the Iron Islands uh, where they're safe because water and the Night King sits on the Iron Throne and we just have this like lovely montage where you see like a zombie like playing with his fucking zombie kids and a zombie guy, right? Uh, you know, riding a horse and, and tilling to his, his zombie soil. And, and, and it's just like they're they are peaceful. They all 
none of them are at war. None of them are, are, are scheming or planning. It's like when Ellen Ripley like acknowledges that she doesn't know if, if uh, Paul Reiser is worse than the aliens because the aliens aren't fucking each other over for a percentage. For a percentage, yeah. So, like, I think you're right. And you know what would be really great is if like it ended – and and like one zombie is like sitting in the backyard, male zombie with another male zombie sipping on lemonade while some little kid zombies play in the grass. Yeah. Right. And like and like one of the male zombies is like kind of like, I think we did a good job, Dan. And then the other zombie's <laughs> like, you know, it's like, yeah, we did, David. And that's when like the the wife comes out with some more lemonade. And goes, any more lemonade, boys? And then and then the uh, David zombie goes. No thanks, Amanda. And then and then they Amanda? look at their little boy and their little boy who's got a giant beard and yeah. he's super fat and clearly has diabetes. And they and they look at him and they go, Hey George R R, you all right? And he's like, doing just fine, yeah, Dad. Right. <laughs> and then it. that was the end. <laughs> and we you, had like this you great took the ending. joke. I don't know who Amanda is. And you took the joke further. Amanda than Pete. Needed. Amanda Pete. Is one of them married to Amanda Pete? David is, yeah. Betty. Oh. She's got good tits, but not good teeth. She's got good everything. Uh, you've seen the whole nine yards, right? Of course. Phenomenal tits. Beautiful. Yeah. Full frontal. Funny movie, too. Even though it felt yeah. like you were paying for an episode of Friends. Worst posters ever, whole nine yards and the whole ten yards. It is a, an example of, like, different body doubles, and then they just splashed, like, heads on them. Yeah. It's amazing. What are you talking about? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Well, okay, how about this? Let's get into some shit that we liked, at least about this season, because uh, let's face it. I like Danny season, going th- crazy. Th- I like Danny going a crazy. Lot, there's a lot to hate. There's a lot to hate this season. But what was your favorite episode this season? Uh, okay, I, I thought the long night was a huge disappointment, because the whole thing was I was excited when the Night King got himself a zombie dragon, because then he could fight the other two dragons. Aerial battle over a battlefield of zombies versus humans but the whole thing was a muddled mess it lacked that neil marshall direction i don't know if it was the same guy who did uh hard home or, or no, the, it was it was it was miguel well he probably had a lot more time to play in hard home um it, it shows Just, it, the, the episode felt poorly executed uh the bat the dragon battle is you can barely tell what the fuck's going on it, it's impossible to follow by the way watch how to train your dragon three and you can make I'll a dragon so battle. You, it's, it's really good. It's so good. Um, I can't a, wait. Uh, it, it has a very good uh, like cap to the series, too. Um, well, let's do a, a spoiler cast where we discuss all of them, because seriously, I love that series. I do, too, unabashedly. And it's relevant to Game of Thrones because it's got dragons and Kit Harington. Well, then maybe, uh, yeah, he, he shows up in uh, ep- um, episode, movie two. And he's in the third one, too. Well, of course, but he shows up in movie two. Making the sh- Yeah, he makes the, the series... 100% more Kit Harrington year. Mm-hmm. And gives a couple of the girls some uh, characters to love. Yeah. Um, were we on the season eight? We're talking somewhere? about favorite episodes. My, my favorite episode of season eight. Crazy Danny. Um, Crazy Danny is my favorite episode. Yeah, me too. Me too. The Bells. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. And, and you know, and, and sure, whatever people hated or whatever, they create their whatever fan fucking theories that Bran was actually Drogon and he went crazy and Danny didn't control. Whatever. I don't give a oh, shit. Oh, the evil Bran theory. That's an actual thing. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, Mad Mad Danny's fine with me, and and she, you know, 
she has slowly been set up to be a little crazy. I mean, there have yeah. been moments where they've shown her like she enacts her justice a little too fast and with a lot of force. She crucifies and a lot of people. Let's just say cruel and unusual punishment is not something she follows, you know, like yeah. she or no. She does that. She is all about cruel and unusual punishment. I mean, what kind of person would root for someone to be crucified? I mean, she also is all about immolation. <laughs> I'll take that one out, I guess. Uh, sure. Jews. Yeah. <laughs> Jews. The Greeks. The Romans. Technically the Romans. But not if she, you watch Mel Gibson's movie. <laughs> no, he, no, for it's him, the it's the sure. I know, yeah. It's the Romans for Mel him. Mel Gibson's it, a good person. I, I, let's just leave it He He, he kind of just makes it seem like the Jews had a hand in. Really advocating for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut all this out. Um so she Danny's kills- all about immolation as well, and that's kind of frightening, I would just say. Yeah, yeah. But in general, her thing is burning people to death, and her father was ousted because he got too into burning people to death. So I love that she died by Jon Snow or Aegon Targaryen's hand in the same spot Jamie Lannister took out the Mad King. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Fitting, fitting death there. And the Mad King is one of those characters. He's like, he's been dead. You never see him. He's never played by anyone. You do he, see him. You do see him. And there is an actor that plays him. When? When Bran does his visions and he oh, goes through okay. his montages, you, he shows up a few times. I'll look for that. I'll look for that. That's interesting. I didn't realize that I picked it up. I remember Ra- no, Rhaegar. Okay. There, there are moments in that montage that were scenes that were clearly shot for later. Because they show up later in the series. I think that montage happens in season six or five. I think it's six. Yeah. And I think it's near the beginning of six, like episode four. It can't four. be five. There's no Brandon five. It's the episode after Hodor, right? Yeah. It's okay. You see, it's the whole that whole episode that begins with, with all the flashes of him downloading all the history. And you see these flashes in season six that lead to season seven and eight moments. Like there's a moment where you're watching um, Drogon fly over King's Landing. You see a shadow cast across the buildings that is directly pulled out of Bran's vision in the season six download. <laughs> okay. Uh, download. I, I get what you're saying. Okay. Uh, it's amazing. I was blown away because when I saw that shot, I, went, I even told my wife because I would pause that download at one point. Like I went frame by frame and I was like, oh my God, that's the shot. I just, I, I, for me, um, okay, let's go back to season six and, and Danny. Uh, we'll, we'll get into brand this a little bit, but yeah, the, the mad Danny people are upset about it. I, I, I felt vindicated because I had been, I did not think they were going to go that way just because the show let people buy into Danny so much. So you, I mean, you had, you know, the Hillary Clinton memes of another recent female politician is really upset because she kept like comparing herself to Danny. I forget which one I want to say Kamala Harris. Um, you had wait what yeah she she was she was all like i'm just like denarius targaryen <laughs> i'm breaking the wheel and then she's like she's like oh fuck game of thrones is bullshit now um wow see that's okay so i i, I know people who are like we're naming our kid aria or whatever the fuck oh I, yeah yeah that's I remember, great well aria turned out okay You're well i remember there. being like we you should probably wait to see a character's full arc before you name anything after them 
Yeah, also a person. Because it would be really horrible if you saw like this great story about this wonderful soldier in World War One who got injured and went to a hospital and then picked up like art and then eventually found his way in speech therapy and then like <laughs> nailed speeches over and over again and everyone loved him and you're like, I'm going to name my son Adolf. Yeah. And then it turns out in 10 more years that guy becomes a psycho yeah, he... that kills 6 million fucking people. Adolf And was you're like just like, John oh shit, I named my child Adolf based on the guy in the beer garden. It was a very common name, and he, he just completely uh, destroyed it. Yeah, killed killed that name. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but uh, it doesn't really matter anymore. Schindler's List. Uh, oh yeah, it also just like okay, the ones where like people identified with the character that that's that's outside the show's control. But do you remember the fucking Oscars where uh, Amelia Clark? introduced uh something about the ruth uh, wait i ruth- just want to be clear i don't i'm not like pro adolf hitler or anything no ballard is very anti uh hitler um at the it was in the oscars of golden globes amelia clark is introducing the ruth bader ginsburg uh documentary and she she compares ruth several times to denarius she says like uh, Daenerys Targaryen has got nothing on her talking about RGB and she's like if you ever need to borrow some dragons just give me a call it's like uh, did Amelia not know her character's arc was gonna end up with her being dragon Hitler or, or I guess not Hitler yeah I think so because there's a there's an interview she did um before the season eight aired and and she was just like super awkward when people are like Daenerys, like, tell us what happens. Like, oh, my God, is it a, you enjoy the show? She's like, can't say anything or whatever. And yeah. like, is it a good show? Is it a good season? You enjoying this next season, this final season? She's like, best season ever. And she has, like, these weird eyes. She did not like it. I didn't. I don't think she was against uh, Danny being evil. Uh, but, you know, she got contracts. So uh, do what the D&D say, you know. That's right. D&D. Uh, and and so be it. She she did act a very good uh, as she evil. She, yeah, she was she was fine. Uh, she crushed it. It was it was kind of what's what's the uh, Donal Gleason kind of kind of reminded me of that. Uh, Donal 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 Gleason. It's like donuts. Turning it say donut, but don't with, drop the T. Add some L's and then say Gleason. Donald Gleason. Donald Gleason. Good enough. Uh, in uh, in them in them Star Wars movies because uh, she was she was a little like ah, over the top. But then no, you, I mean no, if you, see, if you, for me, if you watch, I did not feel that way. If you watch video, not that I constantly watch video of Mussolini, but he, I mean, like actual dictators talk like that. They're fucking like really Dwight, big like gestures. Dwight Schrute. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just learning speech tips from him. Um, um, but wait, no, no, let me address this for a second. Her acting was I disagree. Bad I disagree. I agree that Donald Gleason as uh, Hux, right, in yeah. fucking uh, The Last Jedi and Force Awakens especially is in Last Jedi. comical. Especially in The Last Jedi. Uh, oh, my God, especially Force Awakens. It's comical. Yeah. It's comical. He's comical. He's comical when he's doing his speech in The Force Awakens before they blast the entire Starkiller gun. He's, okay. he's not the dictator. He's just like a general. You know, it's, it's weird that yeah, he's giving exactly. these like insane speeches. Yeah, people are like, Jesus Christ, let Hux go, huh? Yeah. Anyways, I actually bought Daenerys, and I love Daenerys' character in this. And for me, I have to say, I would say maybe most of the show, my favorite character would have been like, I don't know. I really liked Arya's arc a lot in the end. I really liked Jon's okay, arc in yeah. the end. I have no problems I like the with Hound's Arya. arc in the I end. I have no problems with Arya getting the uh, Night King. But Daenerys. Death either. I think that was earned. 
but it was executed incredibly poorly. Like, but Daenerys is my favorite character. I think this she, season she teleports behind him. Who? Arya. She teleports behind the, the Night King. It's really it's that whole episode's poorly directed. Daenerys is absolutely for me is ap- my favorite character this season. But Arya is maybe my second best. And Felk, I loved Arya in in the Battle of Winterfell. And one of my favorite things about the uh, Battle of Winterfell is there's a moment where Jon is trapped by Viserion, dead Viserion, undead Viserion, whatever, ice dragon Viserion. And he's going to die potentially by Viserion. And he, he sees something in the corner of his eye. And you look and you notice that he looks at something. And that's the moment he stands up. And he puts himself right in front of Viserion. And when I first watched that episode, I didn't know what the fuck he was doing. I'm like, he's going to commit suicide, I guess. He's just going to die. And he just screams something. I, and I didn't even know what he was screaming. And then, and that's it. And then, and then, and then it cuts to like, you know, Arya all of a sudden killing the Night King. Yeah. But on second viewing, he sees Arya duck out behind Viserion essentially. And he knows he has to distract Viserion so that she can get to the Night King, and he yells, go for it! He yells, then, he yells go for it? So I think so. And I'm gonna, I'm Arya, I'll, I'll turn on subtitles when I get to that part. I'm not, I'm and not then Arya like, runs, apparently, and that's when she like does that swift run past that one watch, watcher, or whatever they're called, White Walker, Walker General, and fucking like, just dives past him he doesn't even notice her that's why he feels that little whiff of hair goes past i guess and then she just comes right at the night king i just thought she should have used a, a more uh clandestine manner of attack because that seems to be more what she was trained in was uh covert infiltration not not jumping out in the air screaming she wasn't screaming she wasn't screaming she was silent but whatever she, she I, how dare you george lucas adding she, luke screaming back into fucking empire for no reason i don't know i didn't know i i, I just I, I thought the episode was, was poorly directed as, as a whole getting back yeah, to, no it uh, was i agree the and dragon was fight pl- was like so poorly you know pl- visualized that you could not tell what was going on but what? felt the bells the episode you and i both thought was our favorite episode tell what was going on in that one miguel miguel still did that episode as well he did both well he maybe had more time i don't know it's daylight that helps um there's some weird inconsistencies in the battle of winterfell when like the dothraki for no reason and without anyone calling them to arms just fucking jet out into nothing and die by the hands of darkness i like that i like the way their their lights went out little by little that was oh spooky. it was beautifully done but strategically it was a mess mm-hmm. why wh- who would send out into like death without knowing what they're writing out to and who called for that no one called for that i don't know maybe it was john's M- win no no one said anything melisandre shows up and she's all like i'll light your fire swords and then jorah's all like let's do it and, and yeah, everyone's like i wanted Whoa. her to do more by the way in that episode because she brought she some, just died she, she brought someone back from the dead uh, and yet uh, she basically just like has the value of a bunch of gasoline and a Bic lighter in that episode. Um, yeah. And then she kind of gave Arya a little bit of a clue, right? She's like, brown she eyes, gives a, green she eyes. Gives a, she, gives blue eyes. she gives a pet talk. Pep, pep talk. Blue eyes. Okay. What was your favorite house this season? And did you have any? I enjoyed the Starks because I just love seeing the Starks finally come to full power. I like seeing that uh, as the last three seasons of 
taking place. You've seen the Starks rebuild, and I love that. I do like the uh, lesser houses because uh, uh, Daenerys basically gives uh, Sam the Tarly like like all right, you're the you're the head of the Tarly household now, and then it's like oh uh, Gendry, you're the head of the Baratheons now, and then she yeah. fucking dies, and like the next day that council has fucking two people that she appointed who just became in power. It's like, yeah, uh, well, we're not going to take that one back. We'll take back. We'll say she was bad because of the fucking burning children uh, and innocent people in the streets. But uh, her her uh, promotions were solid. <laughs> they were. They were beautiful promotions. Big characters. That's why I like Gendry. Every- I like how everyone's all freaked out because uh, Robin Aaron got hot and no one realized that that was him. I knew that was him. Of course I knew that was him. Yeah, man, breast you, milk it, fills you out. He has good bone structure. <laughs> it was more obvious that that was Robin Aaron than it was that Ty Sheridan was, or not Ty Sheridan, whatever the fuck his name is. Whoever that kid was. Ty that Shipkin. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. Who was back in uh, the end of Avengers Endgame. You're like, what the fuck is this well, kid he went through Tony Stark's He, went, he went through a weird puberty. I thought that was he a did. girl. I was like, is that a girl? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Yeah, at some point you're just like, yeah, who, who's this college graduate, you know, fucking from like, you know, liberal arts. Um, I, uh, I, I really enjoyed the, the Starks this season. I, I'm happy. How did whoever, how there. did whoever arrange Tony's funeral even know to invite him? <laughs> yeah, who was it? Yeah, it's a happy, happy figured it out somehow. Nick Fury figured it out. I know. Let's let's wrap up season eight. We're, we're um, you know what I loved about the Starks in the end, honestly, also was the was the final few shots in the season finale in the series finale, when you saw the, all the Starks like going through their day to day, and you saw like Sansa's now Queen of the North. You saw that John became King Beyond the Wall, and then you saw Arya going on uh, what? I, where was she going? I guess to the West. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah I, I, uh, she was. Yeah, she was well, possibly to, to sail off the edge of the planet if it's a flat Earth. It's a flat planet. Is it supposed to be a flat planet based know. on the books? Uh, well, it just bothers me that, like, no, like, what's west of Westeros? Nobody knows. All the maps in there. Like, what? what yeah, this is supposed to be the 12th fucking century. Like, despite what a lot of people think, n- no, Christopher Columbus was not the first person to sail across the Atlantic. Uh, the Vikings did that, like, 100 Eric AD. The Red. AD. So, um, yeah, it's like... The fucking Isabella, the Queen of Spain, did not think that Columbus wasn't going to just or was just going to sail off the fucking edge of the flat planet. They, they knew that there was something else over there. He was just trying to find a better passage to India. Um, and and it's like, what's west of Westeros is fucking the east coast of Essos. It's like <laughs> if it's a, a, a globe and if it's not a globe, it seems Essos. like that should have someone should have figured that out a long time ago. My guess is that it's just a giant ocean, and then it's Essos. Yeah. Right. Well, that's how that's how planets work. So. True. Very true. Um, what was your favorite storyline this season, or that was either capped off throughout all the seasons, or that just occurred this season alone? Um, I'll say this: watching season one, uh, the first Stark you meet is Bran. And he gets way more attention than I thought he did. And, and so maybe it was more telegraphed that he became king. I'm going to pay attention to, I don't know if this is my favorite storyline, definitely actually isn't, but I want to pay attention more to Brian's storyline and how it's capped off in, in season mm-hmm. eight. Because now I know he's a much more important character than I thought he would. And I, I think I, it's everybody. In the, in the long nights, I was like, what is he doing? He and he goes into birds and then he just is doing bird shit. Like, <laughs> 
for the entire fight. It's like if he can warg into animals, well, bears would help. You know, like there's there's ways he could have helped in the battle. So yeah, uh, I, I, I'm gonna pay more attention to what Bran is and does now that I now that I know about it to find out that if that matters. Every other yeah, storyline was kind I of. I think wait wait I think I think I think most people really are going to like do that Phil, because I think everybody wants to know what Bran did. But don't you do you think it's possible Bran can warg into Drogon at this point? Oh, you want to go into evil brand theory? I don't know. Is that, is that continued evil brand theory? So, okay. The evil brand theory is that brand is evil and is pro- possibly the source of the Night King or White's or became the source when he became the three-eyed uh, raven. I doubt uh, that's true now. Uh, I don't think it is either that he manipulated Drogon to uh, make Danny more burn happy and no all, I, I all heard that power. one I, I heard that too I don't think that but do you think it's possible moving forward that now that just Drogon's out in the world that maybe Bran could like could somehow find Drogon get powerful enough to warg him back and oh, take okay. control see that's the thing who cares what happens after the show ends it's it, there's no show I don't care what happens after that but I do the show it, ended like with the cyclical sense that like I felt like we were going to get another show right well we are getting another show but it's a prequel well, yeah, but didn't you feel like you're going to get another season? Yeah, it doesn't feel like an ending. It didn't feel like, and, and I think that's on purpose, and I love that about it, too. And the fact, I love that the small council just took off again, and it was just, here's another small council with all the great characters in there. And you're like, oh, yeah, I this is awkward that it's just the same, and it isn't different, but I like that it is that. It's the George Lucas poetry. Yeah. You know, it rhymes, and it comes back. Hey, man, I walked out of Revenge of the Sith fresh-faced 22-year-old me and was just like, I can't wait to watch A New Hope. Yeah, I didn't. I came out of Revenge of the Sith hating it. Um, you were going to say, so Bran is, is someone you want to go back and re-watch the whole series with, but who's your favorite storyline? That's t- See, I don't know if I had a favorite storyline. Well, I would season. say for season six, my favorite story, or sorry, I would say for season eight, my favorite storyline was Arya's. Mm-hmm. Like, just kind of watching her This is You're asking now. favorite storyline for eight, though, right? Just eight. No, however you want to play it. But for me, season eight, it's Arya. But if I watch the whole show back other than Bran, to me, it's like as an as an editor, I I just I want to edit a long Danny version and I want to edit a long Jon version, Jon Snow version. And I want to edit a long Arya version where you follow their characters throughout their entire story and cut it down or I don't know or leave it long as it is. But like I just like I'm really intrigued by those three characters now the whole show's over. Like I really love their stories as a whole. Okay. I mean now that we know that Danny's the arch villain of the show, it'll be yeah. it's more interesting to like watch her scenes where It's like watching Vader grow. Yeah. I no. Yeah, I guess. Yippee! <laughs> I like watching. I like the. I like the idea of watching. Uh, uh, you know, a monster grow. I like that kind of stuff. It's fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, like when he's now. Oh, this is pod racing. <laughs> yeah, you, you, that you, evil little bitch. You, you can just like, oh yeah, in two in fucking two two movies, he's gonna be killing kids or younglings. Let's try flipping. That's a good trick. Yeah, that's one of my favorite of the uh, many many. Well, not there's so many Star Wars memes, but. Uh, just the ones of like when uh, Obi Wan's given the uh, lightsaber to to Luke, it just like this is like the, the, the one is you know like the your 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 father wanted you to have this being uh, grafted into the scene of the engine of the Sith, like 
I hate you. <laughs> also, get I my hate you. also get my lightsaber to my son when he's old yeah. enough. It's like you were the chosen one, or, or just, or just uh, there's like one of just uh, Obi Wan uh, saying, you know, Luke, like, oh, your father wanted you to have this when you're old enough. He murdered thirty kids with it. It's like he had a dark fucking past, and that's not really addressed because that wasn't Revenge of the Sith was not in George Lucas's brain. When yes, he, it when was. I think Revenge of the Sith was probably the one that was the most in his brain because it was even written in like old Star Wars encyclopedias and shit that like Vader was created in the or Anakin I don't think, died I don't, in, I don't a, think, in a volcano. I don't, I don't think A New Hope was made with the intention to ever make Darth Vader Luke's father. I think that was. Oh, I, well, that I don't know. That I can't attest to, of course. But I can't say that like once they got into like writing canon. It was very clear that Vader had, or it was Anakin who was created in a, a volcano. That was all shit that was written in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, I, I think the, the... All right. Let's get back to God of Thrones. God, okay, God, so Felt, Game of Thrones. you can't answer storyline. You don't have a particular character storyline that you preferred or didn't like. But is there an aspect of season eight that you liked or didn't like a lot? Dead air. Yeah, I think it's a tough question. <laughs> I'm thinking about the question. <laughs> It's not like it's live. Thank God. <laughs> exactly. I'm just going to edit all this time out or maybe leave it in. Not really. <laughs> Season eight was kind of a disappointment. So, but you still loved it. You said, uh, I thought I said, I like it. Did you say like it? Maybe I said like it. I'll change it to like it. Now that I can't think of a, of, of a favorite aspect of it. All right. Well, then let's get, I like that. I was right. I like that. I was right about Danny being evil. I like that. They didn't, you know, kowtow to um, this weird swell where, like, third wave feminism got, like, thought Danny was, like, a good mascot for us. Like, they were seeding the, the darkness in her as early as, like, season one, where she gets off on fucking seeing her brother's head melted. Like, how now, brown cow? Um, I don't know that how <laughs> that one's relevant. Uh, What's your favorite death? And season eight, season eight, and the series as a whole, both. Oh, I'll, I'll, uh, season eight didn't really have good deaths. Is is the oh? Catch. I thought uh, yeah. I, I would say Danny's death, uh, just for the poetry. Yeah, I, I guess Danny's. She was died like, where the Mad King died. That's amazing. Danny's was right, like Viser and and she was finally penetrated again by her lover. Uh, sorry, Varys. Uh, was like a disappointing like i know he didn't have anything else to do but it's just like i guess his b being burned did like really convince john and Tyrion that she was uh she was gonna be a problem for sure but he was also the moment where you're just like i don't know if they knew what to do with him anymore as writers they didn't they didn't they were just like get, get, get rid of her i like the people are pissed off about nothing about varies his death or his last few scenes felt natural to his character at all uh, I, I like that they got people got pissed off that misandry got killed it's like misandry misandry got killed like what else did you need her to do like she, she was two episodes left she's been she in this since season three she fell in love with gray worm gray worm lives he's still got no dick and he's going to narth man beaches of narth gray, gray worm was the only dickless character of the three dickless characters in the show who survived till the end all right, well, what was your favorite death out of the whole series then? H Hodor. Hodor? H Hodor? Yeah, that was Hodor. Hodor, Hodor is yeah. really evocative and like makes you, it really makes me, makes you feel. 
Um, yeah, Bran accidentally uh, made him retarded his whole life and then used him to survive to get away from zombies. Which is also a, a, a very specific scene that shows Bran can time travel. And Does also he... apparently affect the past, but he never uses that again. Well, or did he? Or does he? Well, yeah, no, it, it is in the sense that everything he does already happened. So he can't change the future, the present based on affecting the past. So anytime he wargs, it, it, he already had done it. Because he also makes uh, <laughs> young Ned Stark like turn when he goes father or yeah. dad or something. Yep. And he turns. It's like, well, yes. I guess he always turned and just thought it was the wind. Yeah, I guess. He didn't. He it didn't. makes you think about a lot of moments in your own life, huh? Um, I, <laughs> I really, <laughs> oh, me all the time. I'm constantly like, say something to everybody. Um, time travel. what who are you calling a psycho? Also, we can say this about, uh, Hodor and we know this. He's got a huge cock. <laughs> he does giant's blood. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say Hodor is a strong second. You know, the actor it, who it, plays it, Hodor is a gay DJ, right? Yeah, I knew that. Yes. So Hodor, Hodor He's a giant. Is it's a, fucking crazy. He is. So Hodor for me is a strong second in the death. Yes, Felk, it is impactful. It's evocative. It is so fucked up. It is the second time maybe in the show or the third time in the show. Yeah, it's the third time in the show where I was like, oh, fuck me. I feel like shit watching this. The, the second time I would say is the death of Rob Stark, Catelyn Stark, Rob's pregnant you know, wife or yeah. whatever, or fiance. Um, but Charlie Chaplin's great great granddaughter. Is it really? Doing a Chapman Cha- Chaplin. <coughs> but I would say uh, Ned Ned dying. That's great huge. Granddaughter. Ned great. Ned dying in in episode nine of season one is just like such a fucking kick you in the nuts moment. What's your favorite death in season eight? Then Danny. Uh, yeah, I said it was Danny. Okay. Yeah, Danny dying in the uh, in the throne room where the Mad King died. I thought that was awesome. Okay. Also, I would say uh, the mountain and the hound. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I think that might be my favorite aspect for season eight. It was that they they gave us Clegane Bull. That was amazing. And I loved how they took out Kyburn in the process. Yeah, Kyburn, I always thought there was more to him. I didn't, they just, not not really. He was just a mad scientist. No, but he died in the Frankenstein way. He was a mad scientist. And Frankenstein, right? He dies by the hand of the monster. Same thing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I loved how Cersei just skirts a little by, like, oh, don't mind me. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a weird comedy moment. Like, All right, well, let's get into, like, kind of, like, where we are with characters that we haven't touched upon. So, Oh, can't we descend it? No, just, we, no, no, we should touch upon We never talked about Tyrion or anything like that, really. We should touch upon him a little bit uh, here. Right. Just a little bit. We're not going to get crazy. We're we can touch crazy. Tyrion. I, I, I don't have much more to say. We're, we're, we're good. I think we're did you like? More. Did you like how Tyrion survived, or did you feel like he had like uh, what people refer to as plot armor? No, he was... He was uh, Peter, Peter Dinklage is the main character of the show. The show has a main character. It's obviously him. So. I found it a little convenient. He found his sister and brother a little too easily. Also, there was no rubble like thirty feet to the left. They could have. Yeah, and it showed like the whole like basement cave in. Yeah, they uh, that that was dumb. The entire building was falling on top of them. But no, it's it's just like seven rocks. Yeah, seven. All right. Um, I like Jamie as a character a lot. I always kind of loved him. I always thought he was gonna redeem himself, and I don't know if he really doesn't ever fully redeem himself. And he kind of just ran back to the woman that was his poison. Yeah. Sad. 
Don't, and then they died. Don't fuck your sisters. Yeah, don't do it. Or aunts. Yeah. After uh, and I thought Brienne was dead. I thought Brienne Tarth was gone for sure. Yeah, why did she have to survived. live? I, I guess because they're going crazy. Dan. They <laughs> need to have at least... They, they tried to like, look, Arya's killed the Night King and Sansa's queen of the north. And Brienne's uh, uh, still a knight, I guess. Um, she's head, uh, she's head the, the head of the Kingsguard. Kingsguard, Kingsguard. Yeah. yeah. So that's and, and and that's the that means that she pushes around King Bran in his wheelchair for the rest. No, of that's her Sir life. Podrick's job. Uh, oh, was got, that Podrick? He, Podrick got knighted. He's the one pushing him around the chair. Also, yeah, the the the, the it was awkward with everything with John going. We didn't really talk about John either. Um, going, uh, being being told, you know, like, hey, you gotta. You gotta join the Night's Watch again. And he's like, Is there still a Night's Watch? And it turns out, yeah. no, not really. There's not a Night's Watch. The Wildlings have taken over, so he's just gonna live with the Wildlings. Oh, yeah. So they just don't know that down in King's Landing, there's no Night Watch? Uh, well, all that really matters is that Grey Worm thinks that he's getting some kind of punishment because Grey Worm didn't like that he wasn't getting any kind of punishment. So, wait, so, so even the guys. Though in- Jon Snow is the rightful heir, if you're going by line of secession from Aegon Targaryen. Uh, he is that Aegon. Aegon Targaryen. That don't that don't matter. Bran is the actual rightful lord of Winterfell. Is now the king because he's got a good story. Uh, his sister Sansa is now the queen of the North. Even though yep. the because the North pulled a Brexit and is now its own sovereign nation, its own realm, <clears throat> its own realm. Even though its rightful heir is the king of the uh, what would be the Six seven realms. kingdoms but would be the seven so uh that doesn't really make sense also wouldn't the the wouldn't john still have to go through the north on his way up to the wall and at which point wouldn't everybody say hey john you're still king in the north right because we, as far as we know, you're still you're still our king, and we're still a sovereign nation. Not once you become not no member. That's the whole point of becoming a Night's Watch or whatever. Like you, 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 you relinquish all titles and all all, yeah, all so claims he, of he, land. Yeah, so you say Bran, who's your lord, is now king of six realms, and then his sister, who's not really in the line of succession. Well, I guess she would be next because Rickon's dead. And also, I also think also they gave Bran up on can't, John. Bran, Bran can't uh, father children, which Sansa like basically announces to the council is like, oh, he can't father children because his dick don't fucking work. That was yep. that was a weird statement from Sansa. Uh, wouldn't so fun. if if John's up no, going up north Great to get sister. the wall, he's like, oh, I can't be king because I took the black again. They're like, there's there's nobody there. It's just the North don't want John back. Maybe they don't want him back. They're mad at him. They, they, they made that clear. They're all pissed off. You brought Danny. They're like, all right, fuck you, dude. Well, we want Sansa then. Yeah, but I mean, Danny didn't blow up Winterfell. She blew up King's Landing. They're fine with they that. They still, but the North don't trust. They just don't trust they don't, anyone they but Northerners. Jon Snow is a Northerner. Uh, yeah, but he brought a fucking uh, foreigner, and they're just like, fuck you now. I guess. I don't Fuck really. You know. I don't really care. John doesn't seem to really care. He's gonna go do wildling shit now, uh, yeah. and uh, Braun made it out pretty nice, huh? Yeah, Braun's rich now. It's, and he's the king of Highgarden or the lord of Highgarden. Yeah, they all got they all got shit. You know, it, it's really easy when you kill off eighty percent of the characters you introduce over the course of the series to 
It was, it was like the last two episodes had a lot of promoting from within. And, you know, I really admire any company that promotes from within rather than bringing in an outside hire who all because like, oh, you're too important at your current job. We can't promote you. We're going to bring somebody else in. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the show didn't do that. It didn't bring in J Jeff or let's say let's or let's say Cap always good let's, at Jeff. Let's bring in Captain Jeff. At the uh, at the in the second to last episode, and then say, "Oh no, Captain Jeff, he's the most important character and powerful character in the Seven Realms." And he, I love be Captain Jeff. Out. I hope he can fly in space without a helmet. Yeah, and, and and Captain Jeff's like, I could easily put on this gauntlet and fucking solve all this shit, but I ain't gonna because of female empowerment. All right. You want, can I end? Can no, because well? Captain Jeff isn't willing to let him lay down on the line and 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 set, make take the sacrificing play, like maybe someone named Tony. All right. Well, <laughs> that was the fucking best Game of Thrones discussion ever done. Did you have something else you needed to add? I don't nope. want you to be mad at me if you have something else to, to, to say. I'm good. We got through it all. Okay. Ever. <laughs> Fuck. Watch tits, Baywatch. Woo! Cool Boy Nation, tell us what you thought about Game of Thrones series. In case you mm. haven't had an opportunity to express your opinions on Game of Thrones on any social media site or in person, maybe reach out to an obscure podcast and let us know how you felt about Game of Thrones or your opinions about the final season by uh -huh. emailing us at. The Cool Boys Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> New episodes come out every Tuesday. Be sure to like and subscribe to The Cool Boys and review us on iTunes. Please. Or whatever Android has for podcasts. Mm -hmm. Review us there too. I don't know what our score is there. Maybe no one does. Maybe it's got to have it. We don't know. You could also donate to us on Patreon. Gotta own it. At patreon.com slash cool boys podcast. And while you're at it, please check out our other great cool boy central content with Batman and Beyond on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. Mm hmm. I don't know if there's been recent episodes of that. It's been Not a while. For a while. One. <laughs> uh, oh, Bat Central's just going, where's our <laughs> episode? Mm <laughs> Thank you for listening. Stay cool, cool boy nation. Till next time, it's Bizies. I'm Walter Frey again. It's Bizies from Walter Frey Felk. And Walter that's Bizies from Brienne Ballard of Tarth. Ballard of Tarth. I was trying to think of other Fs in the uh, Game of Thrones. There isn't. Well, there there's, isn't. The, there's the Free Folk. There you I'm go. I'm Free Folk Felk. Okay, yay! You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by... By the way, can you see this? 
See this on my forehead? You can't. I, I, uh, when I was leaving for work, uh, my VR cable, because I used my VR headset, was on the ground. And I was like, oh, my Roomba's gonna, gonna suck it up and, and, and run over it. So I, I, I lean in to, you know, coil it up and I bang my head on the hard glass side of my, you know, custom PC case. Ow. And it hurts really bad. And I'm hurting the entire time I'm driving to work. But then I start thinking, like, my grandfather started working at a cotton factory when he was like 15 yeah. and did that for years until he was drafted to go fight the Nazis. Yep. And 12 I, years of slave. And, and in my story, <laughs> that was, that's a little past our grandfathers. But, but uh, I, and I'm complaining about cutting my fucking uh, forehead on a, on a PC case. White privilege, right? Yes. <laughs> Get some cool, cool boys. boys. <laughs> <laughs> so serious. <laughs> <laughs>